0: Hello there, I'm Marilyn and this is Lead Your Day with Marilyn. Although all this month, I'm calling it show off because it was International Women's Day this month to highlight, showcase, show off, celebrate women. So I've invited everyday women from my life, some I've known years for years, including my guest today, Karen Horn. On with the show. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you for having me. I am really excited that you're here. Karen is someone I've known a very, very long time. Uh, Her husband was actually best man at our wedding. So there's a real connection there. And as I said, all month, I, uh, I decided just to bring on everyday women, I was going to say ordinary, but none of them are ordinary, but everyday women who haven't got anything to sell, who haven't got an agenda, but just to come and share and chat over a coffee, over a glass of wine, if you want, Uh, but about everyday things that affect women, because it's Women's Month. It's highlighted this month because of International Women's Day. And I thought, why not do something different? Bring people on chat with them. People that I know, I've known for a long time, people I know for for a short time. And so Karen is one of those women. She has shone, we haven't spent a lot of time together over the past sort of 10 years, but I see her on social media and Her essence, her spirit, her her beauty shines through the comments. You know, you can tell the nature of someone. And I have watched her, and I thought I would love to share her and show her off to the world. So, hello, Karen. I'll let you talk now. Can you? We've got yet another accent. We are zipping around the world with these interviews. Where are you from? Australia. Australia. And uh, what is it that you're doing uh, in your life right now? right now talking with you um, <laughs> apart
1: from that in everyday life in everyday life that, well i started a business after working for an organization for a very long time and it's all in regards to um seeing people developed as individuals and also within their teams so that those teams can thrive mm. i've just i guess i have seen well you think about a ceo or a manager within an organization they carry vision. But to actually develop their people, it doesn't, they don't all Mm -hmm. come with the whole package usually. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen people flounder um, in the the lack of development in the process while everything's moving ahead. They feel like they're getting left behind, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have to as long as there's help Mm -hmm. along the way.
0: Because it's the people, at the end of the day, it's people who are going to carry out your vision and well that's right they're the greatest asset that gets so forgotten doesn't it
1: Mm. the greatest asset we have how incredible are people i mean people can be terrible nasty mean awful but they're also amazing Mm. Mm.
0: it's true when people feel loved appreciated happy they give their best they give their all and often that's seen as a well let's dive into that straight away it's often seen as a weak are a feminine or a soft skill. Why is that wrong, Karen? Oh,
1: oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, even if it was a soft skill, it's so useful. Like if we see individuals for who they are, created as such unique people, every single one, and designed with purpose so that they can flourish in life, and some people never get to discover that. They never mm-hmm. get to discover um, where their actual potential is, possibly because people marched over the top of them in, in a process of trying to get ahead. Um, they may have had a really rough beginning in life, so they just there was no security in the home. It could be just sideswiped or just put on the shelf for a while we don't want to see you thrive as much as we can. But why not allow every mm. person to become who they're created
0: to be? I think that would be great, a better, a better world. You have, we are talking before we press record, you've got a daughter who is in love with go-karting, which is such a male boy sport to do. And she's not, oh, she's gorgeous, she's She's, you know, she's probably tomboy because she can't go-karts, but she's not, she doesn't fit that sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in having a stereotype of what, I don't know, what a go cutter is, but tell us about that. What's that journey been like <laughs> as a mum?
1: Oh, look, it's been such an adventure and to watch her thrive as she's been able to pursue something that she's passionate about. Her, her dad um, used to travel a lot for work and I worked on weekends, and she had been saying to me, I want to go to the go-kart track. I really want to try out go-karting. And it was very difficult to do. Dad wasn't around. Um, He wasn't around. He just wasn't present because he was travelling a lot, and I couldn't take her on the weekends. Eventually the frenetic state of her dad's travel stop well we all had we had a pandemic as well <laughs> really? <No funny> troubles. <laughs> well it's not funny is it but no. you've got to laugh at whatever you can um and so he took her to the like there's a track in a place called Picton and within a couple of weeks she was faster than him now he likes speed mm. um, not the drug speed <laughs> Going fast, he like, and he loves motorsport. He's a he, he's a bit of a petrol head. Our son is a petrol head. I mean, he has V8, um, a V8 motorsport, one of the last off the rank. And so Zara's gone up, grown up, going to Bathurst every year. Like, so not necessarily with a lot of role models in it, but loved it. And she had done this research that I was unaware about. Um, that all Formula One race car drivers started at
0: the go at the track so she has a vision beyond it (laughs) yes she does (gasps) that's exciting look it's a big goal marilyn
1: it's a big goal it's like there's 20 of them in the world at that level at that formula one level that's an it's an audacious goal and difficult to achieve however she's like i never started karting to to um do a um Hobby. I started karting to fulfill my dream. I'm like, okay. And how old is she yes, now? Yes, she she's 16. Wow. She started very late as far as karting goes. Uh, she's actually um, advanced quite quickly, um, and now racing nationally in Australia. Uh, this year. Last year she did state, this year she's gone to national. So um, and it's what it's actually done because she's not a strong academic person. She's very bright, emotionally intelligent she's Mm -hmm. she's fantastic. Um, But what some people would see as ticking all the boxes at school wouldn't have been all the grand goals that a lot of people have. Um, Yet what it's done in her confidence level building it's made her even better in those areas Mm. so her results are better her time is stretched much thinner she because she trains midweek she gets she's allowed to get some time off work we talked with the school last year they gave her time off for training um and that's it's all travel and then weekends like she can't do um assessments on weekends because she races 42 weekends of the year wow so it's it's quite a large commitment Mm. and that of her father too, who's been on a steep trajectory learning. And me, as a mum, everybody, <laughs> who now watches Formula One whenever it's on, at whatever time it's on, so I can actually understand what is going on.
0: Mm. So she, what does she think? I mean, how does she, cope is the wrong word, but how does she, uh, how, what does she think about the fact that she's in an industry which is predominantly male? She actually doesn't think much about it.
1: She just, she's like, I'm racing a car mm. and I can be a good example for others. Mm. And so she doesn't see it as a hindrance at all. She, see, she actually views it as a little bit more of an opportunity because
0: there are less females mm-hmm. in that sport. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so true. so true. Perspective is good. Yeah, yeah. Were well, you raised up like that? What was you, the expectation of you as a girl, as a woman growing up? I was, I've been very, uh, very blessed because I have great parents, really
1: great parents who are still alive today, which I'm very grateful for. It, I grew up in an environment where it was like really encouraged to become what you wanted to be and who you wanted to be. Hmm. And I like I finished school at year 10 because I wanted to pursue a career in hairdressing, um, which I did for 20 years of my life and was quite, successful at that um and I, I i think back to to um when i was 13 and or 12 I think mean, he was 12 and we had a friend who was a hairdresser her name was fiona green and she was a hairdresser i really respected her she was in the same church that i was in i thought wow she's she's beautiful she's amazing She's a hairdresser. That's what I want to become. And she spent time training me on my Barbie fashion head at the time. So really, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like yeah. such a, a girly yeah. thing, but it was I guess yeah, it was it was very feminine and it was very much in the beauty area. That's okay. But there there's, there was, and but it was also very creative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I throw. And I got opportunities because of her. So it's not always what you know and what you're good at. It's who gives you opportunities yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and she did. She gave me an opportunity. I got part-time work at 14 and nine months as soon as I could in a salon, the salon she worked in. I mean, how lovely was that when you think back at that?
0: Who else has influenced you as a woman in your life, your career, your parenting? Any mentors or dead or alive that you could show off about? <laughs> there, there's probably...
1: Well, you know, there's, there are so many incredible women, women throughout history. But I, I, like, I think of people like Fiona Green. I think of my grandparents. Um, mm. One set of grandparents came over to start a life in Australia from Holland with their four small children. Started with nothing, was in um, camps that everybody stayed at initially like started from scratch but created a better life
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the family my grandparents created a better life mm-hmm. for my mum who created a better life for my sister and I and I hope to create a better life well we create my husband and I hope to create a better life for our children so it's like standing on the shoulders like there's been mm-hmm. a thing it's it's advanced it's been all that sort of thing I, I remember being Um, in a church um, in Wollongong and um, a woman that I so respected was she saw something in me and wanted to see me thrive when it came to to worship leading um, or even um, as a worship pastor Um, she passed away at a very um, young age can't quite remember her age but it was cancer took her out but she was incredible she was amazing I think Darling, check who. There would be people who would know of her, um, who's who's who was an incredible leader. Like, so she was authentic and saw again saw something in me and wanted to see me thrive. It was it was beautiful. I I think of um a a woman who I'm seeing for my health now. Her name is Charlie Rioni, and I have been on a road to recovery for for a while. I'm just so much better than I was, um, and, like, every, things are falling into line. I find she's been a great answer to, to prayer or even in the sense of, like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. How, how do I move from here? Like, mm-hmm. is, is, has, has my best days been behind me? Is this it mm-hmm. now? And I just, is, is that all I could offer? I, mm-hmm. I really thought my life was going to count. And make a difference for people, and I wanted to do that right throughout my life, mm. not only until I hit fifty or my late forties. I, I wanted to make an impact. Wanted to see things shift when it comes to the plight of the world with with justice, and like, is is this all I've I've got? got nothing left to give now? Is this my pace of life? This is terrible, mm, mm, mm. horrible. So there's so many people. I mean, I could go. Like, what about you? You could go you all are amazing. Love. All you do, not all you do. One of the amazing things you do is like you want to make other people shine and highlight other people. And mm. so, like, what on earth made you do that? When? What about you shining? I mean, I know you do, mm. as you call others.
0: Like, I get that, but mm. why would you do that? Why would I do that? Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's definitely a soft heart that I have cultivated that I've had you know, I've shared on this podcast a lot of experiences that should make me bitter. And I've worked hard in those dark places where no one sees to heal that. Mm -hmm. And Someone said to me at the end of last year or the beginning of this year when I was um, was going through a bit of a, let's say a sabbatical last year, figuring out is this it, exactly what you said, is this it, is this all? And it was just that I perhaps wasn't walking completely in my calling and she said, you know what your biggest strength is? You showcase the brilliance of others and it was like boom, that is a great way of saying it. I absolutely love showcasing other people. And it came Mm -hmm. from, especially the interviews, I love it. And it's because I fell in love 20, 30 years ago, probably 30 years ago with Margaret Throsby on the ABC Classic FM, who was doing interviews with people. And there's something arresting about her beautiful um, nature and way of drawing people out that stuck with me. Now, I never put two and two together and thought I should go into radio. Never occurred to me, but maybe I should have. But it was it's something that stuck with me. And I like to do that. And it's not to take attention from me, because it's actually exhausting work, uh, listening into people. But I absolutely love it. And that's why I did it. And this was just an idea that came, you know, a deep inspired idea to come and showcase other people. And it's gone that way. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should dig down and see a big wire, but I just know there's a lot of people who uh, have got such treasures in them that they would never, yeah. never put themselves on a platform. And not that I'm putting, necessarily putting people on the platform, but I want to really show people that these everyday, this everyday magic is truly magic. And I guess that's yeah. why I, I want to do it. Karen, can I jump back into something you said in that, 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 you know, that last question was at your age, you never thought, what would you say? Because I I see now women like us, we're in our fifties and I see more in their sixties and seventies, changing the trajectory. It's used to be, it'd be over by then. And sometimes I, well, all the time, I feel like I'm just starting. I'm just really starting and yet I'm in my mid-50s, what would you say, knowing where you are now, because you're literally, you're just going a different direction now into the more fullness of it, what would you say to the Karen of 20s now that could speak to a, a young woman, say, in her 20s or her teens now, li- listening to the show, what would you say to them?
1: Uh, I, I, I have always looked. Naturally, I would always look towards the positive, even yeah. in... I would try and find something. I just, even if if the situation is quite dark or disappointing. And so I think that's been there all along. And so if I was talking to, and I do talk to young people, who who are like, what they do, what I see a lot of is pushing themselves um, to the nth degree, not allowing room for themselves in areas of replenishment Mm. so that... They can refuel. I mean, we're not we're just not designed to go hard seven days a week. Like there has to be some refueling along the way. And what can be those small moments to refuel? Um, like in this like there's this ability for somebody who is very capable just to say yes, 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 yes. But then what are they actually saying no to because they're saying yes to everybody else? Yeah. And if they're giving like mm. absolutely pouring everything out for everybody else but not allowing little no's, I just call them little no's, for the bigger yeses
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that they can become in the fullness because if I could avoid the trap of having my health decline because of mm. stress, which I didn't even realise at the time, like honestly, you're just so in the moment, or... Pushing myself to the nth degree and not enjoying the moments that I have with the people that are most precious to me, mm. like just win at all cost. Um, like, why? Like, you've got to enjoy the journey along the way. And mm. I, I think it's great to have fun. Young Karen, she definitely had fun. And but I look, I even look back at her and go, "Wow, she she just didn't see any any." boundary that couldn't she couldn't get over like she just didn't see that so I'm trying to bring her back into my world now oh. that and not that I would work ridiculously hard but I but I think there's patterns that I've seen with other young people
0: I know, because we've talked about it, there are things that you have been perhaps prejudiced or held back because you're a woman. How have you, how do you see that now in context and how did you perhaps deal with it at the time compared to what you would do now? Wow, compared to what I would do now,
1: gosh, it was almost detrimental for me to speak up um, if I saw something wasn't right or just or, um, or if people didn't have the why behind what they were doing, they just needed like, just explain to me the why and then I can carry out this like purpose and filter it down through the layers um, of the organization but it was seen as a real negative question so any time that would happen um it was there was continual shutdowns or being negative it's not even in my nature um and so gosh that that value thing was a big piece for me Mm. i I thought it, it just got to the point where I just, and not being well at the same time. So everything combined on top of each other. It's like, I've got nothing
0: left. What have I got left? It was pretty dark. But here you are, you're on the road to mending your, your health and our health. This has been oh, a thing that's yes, come I'm out. there now. How much our, our bodies tell us there is something wrong. Oh, it's a red flag yeah. that we are so taught to not listen to, isn't, aren't we? It's so true as women yes and our bodies are wise they could tell us what is going wrong yeah well I think it just there are some environments that you feel like you've just got to work so much
1: harder be so much better than everybody else so in that sense when you're talking about prejudice or biases um, you've just got to be one step ahead all the time like say you're in a meeting but there's no helpful agenda put through in the meeting so you don't have time to think about it. Everybody's supposed to think on their feet. Well, actually, not everybody does that. Some people Mm. actually can Mm. process things Mm. outside of a meeting or offline and then bring their best. So there's a whole array of people um, that you want to suit when you come into those environments. And I think it's being mindful of that and allowing people to be people, allow people to have feelings and be passionate And not try and squash that out of people Hmm. so that they can be what they're created to be and fulfill that purpose.
0: Karen, is there anything you would love to say? And I I was so excited I could share now. Last night we were, um, this podcast was number 50 in Ukraine, which was mind blowing. I saw it, I just wanted to cry. Congratulations, Marilyn. In a war. And I think I may not be able to have refugees in my home but our voices and so I have been asking um, every now and then a guest and I feel I need to ask you if you could say something to the women of those difficult areas in the world right now whether it's Afghanistan whether it's Ukraine what would you say to them not that we have the answers or have ever believed in something like that but what message of hope could you give It's pretty tough when they're suffering like Mm. they are. And we're living here
1: (laughs) in uh, um, a country that people might complain about, but it's actually really amazing. It's a paradox. I think they they matter. They belong. They're believed in. We believe, like, we can't be there, but we believe in them. Mm. We believe in them so much. Do you know when... Um, organizations give microfinancing to um, developing countries. They give it to women. Yes. because Women are yes. resourceful. Yes. Women pay back their loans. Yeah. They don't yeah. squander yeah. them what they have. And these women who are like they go they are going to be in survival mode, but are they supposed to live in that? They it's I don't want to see I, I want to see that end for them so that they can thrive again but not live in this like just i've just got to survive and they will be not for they don't do it for themselves we recognize that you don't do it for yourself you do it for everybody attached to you and i think we we live our lives not for ourselves not all for ourselves it's actually for the people in our world as well it's like when you're driving on the road you can drive a car or you can't drive a car some people are terrible drivers but I don't just drive for myself. I have to be mindful of everybody else. That's why I have a revision mirror. That's why I have side review, re, side, you know, yeah, those mirrors. Yeah. And, and, and you're also looking ahead. Like, yeah. so these women, I just think, I can't even imagine what it would be like. I feel like it would be, I just want to tell them we believe in them.
0: Mm. Karen, this has been a beautiful conversation. I adore, adore your heart. Adore your heart. <laughs> and I'm so glad I gave you a voice in this series. Imagine it's the end of your life and I want to show off oh. about you. And what would be the greatest honour? What could I say? What would you? What would be the greatest thing for me to say about you? That she is authentic
1: true to her conviction she is authentic and is true to her convictions i think that's it
0: that's amazing i'm going to string all these together because the values and the deep deep things that are coming out from everyone answering this uh has just been really really touching and inspiring so karen thank you so much for your time i can't wait to put this to publish this thank you for your time You are welcome, (laughs) and uh, yeah, all the best in your business. Cheers to you! Thank you, Karen.